When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Folks, it is Sunday fun day. You know what time it is. We got to break down the NFL slate today. And I got to be honest with you. We have a bunch of matchups that I don't feel warm and fuzzy about. But I do have some takes that many people do not agree with. Uh, so we're just going to get right into it. The first thing that, folks, I- I'm going to be perfectly blunt. I hate the Chargers today. Uh, the, the whole news with Justin... Uh, Herbert still not being ready to play for this game and game time decision. This just screams either you take the points with the Jags or you pick the Jags to win outright as bad as the Jags are. If Chase Daniel has to see an NFL field, this is just going to be a train wreck. So I'll just be perfectly honest with you. If you have chargers pieces for uh fantasy, you may want to consider benching them. I'm just going to be honest with you. Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I'm going to say it. You may want to consider benching them because I don't trust. And again, this is why I criticize Brandon Staley for letting Justin Herbert go out there and get his ass kicked, even though he was down 10 to the Chiefs because he already banged up his ribs and he took another bad shot. And now, again, he's still got rib cartilage damage. And it's 10 days later, and he still is a game-time decision to go against the Jags. That means he's going to be hopped up on pain meds, still not feeling great, not practicing. This just screams like a terrible idea. So we'll get to that game uh, in the in the afternoon window, but I just had to say that off the bat because, uh, you know, I just see this, and in terms of the roster construction of what I want to do, there are a couple of things I want to get creative with. And to me, I think the Jags defense is one of the best plays on the board that nobody's really talking about. I, I think the Jags at 2300 are literally one of the easiest plays you can do. And it makes so much sense that I don't really see why they aren't more popular. So without much further ado, early morning, well, early day, uh, early, I'm, I'm, it's early morning, but. I'm saying uh, early uh, early slate action, I, uh, starting off with the Ravens traveling to New England. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, I hate this New England team. Their offense is very spread out. I don't really want to target any of the Patriots running backs because I don't know if it's Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know if it's Damian Harris. It's a mess. Receiver-wise, you know, who knows who uh who knows Mac who Mac Jones is throwing to week to week 
It's a mess. Uh, you know, staying away from this one. Again, I'm staying away from Lamar Jackson, and it could burn me. I mean, he's 8K on DraftKings. Uh, the price differential isn't as bad on FanDuel, but realistically, it's a hard sell, in my opinion, going with Lamar because of how expensive he is. It's just, it's really pricey compared to what I could get with Josh Allen at 8200 on DraftKings and 9K on FanDuel, just because you would expect more of a shootout between the Bills and Miami than you would the Ravens and uh, the Pats. You know, it's just, to me, this matchup just seems like it's going to be a lot of running, not a ton of throwing, and the clock's going to burn out. So I don't really see a, a shootout happening unless we get into that weird scenario where the Ravens defense just magically runs out of gas and is too tired to cover people. And then you got people running all over the place. You know, again, could that burn me? Yeah, but at a certain point, like, your conditioning's got to get better. <laughs> like, for the for the Ravens' defense. I, like, I, I don't know what else to say. So, I'm just going to stay off this game. Uh, I do think the Ravens win and they cover. But, yeah, not loving this game. Uh, I'd much rather focus on this Buffalo-Miami game. Buffalo, four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road against Miami. You know, Tua showed against the Ravens he could throw down the field. The Bills got a bunch of injuries in the secondary. Uh, let me load up on uh, Jalen Waddle primarily, and then some Tyreek Hill, but I'm more focused on Jalen Waddle against this Bills secondary. I think Waddle can absolutely carve up the Bills secondary, and we go from there. I mean, that's where I want to like target uh, this team because. It, realistically, what we see on a week-to-week basis, in my opinion, is Buffalo not exactly sharp on offense to start the year. Uh, Josh Allen's accuracy issues, I talked about it last year. People think I'm over-exaggerating, but Josh Allen is not as accurate as people think he is. He, you know, he, he throws into some faces, and his receivers run under the ball. But Josh Allen does suffer from accuracy issues from time to time. He's actually better on deep balls than he is on short and intermediate routes. So some of the position throws that teams have been forcing him to make, he hasn't been able to make, and it's kind of caught him in a couple of bad situations. But with that being said, I do expect Buffalo to win this game. But to cover... I don't know. I think this is a field goal game. I, you know, I, I think Miami should get a little bit more respect here. I, I would pick the Miami side to cover the, the a four and a, a half, but I think they lose the game, but I think it probably comes down to a field goal. Truth be told, I think this is just a tight game throughout, and you know, I want to have exposure to it from a DFS standpoint, so I'm going to have a ton of Josh uh, Allen and Stefan Diggs. I'm going to have exposure to Jalen Waddle and uh, 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 Tyree Kill. And from a price standpoint, you know, the prices are not that bad. Stefan Diggs is 7,700 on DraftKings, 8,300 on FanDuel. Uh, you got Jalen Waddle at 6,800 on DraftKings, 7,500 on FanDuel. And then Tyree Kill is 7,600 on DraftKings, 8,400 on FanDuel. All reasonable prices. 
considering you're gonna have to spend ninety three hundred for Justin Jefferson, whom I am big on still, and Cooper Cup is ninety nine hundred on DraftKings and ninety eight hundred on FanDuel. I mean, the Cooper Cup pricing they've gotten just so high on Cooper Cup that realistically. There's so many other guys that I would just get to before I get to Cooper Cup that I I just I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because as much as I think the Rams smash the Cardinals, I don't think the when the Rams smash teams, they do it by like 27 to 14. They they don't run it up where it's like 42 or like a, a high 30s. Like they really just kind of keep it in the mid range. And just ground you to death with the running game. So to me, I don't want to spend that much on Cooper Cup because of the fact that they don't really they don't put up enough points in my opinion. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. Like it it doesn't uh, uh, you know I love this Miami Buffalo game. Uh, You can get a little bit different with Isaiah McKenzie or Gabe Davis, who are in the 5,000 range, but they're priced up. So it's more to get a differential off of Stefan Diggs if you want to pivot off of Stefan Diggs. But realistically, I, you know, as popular as Stefan Diggs is going to be, and you know, a third of uh, ownership is probably going to be on Diggs, it's a worthwhile ownership. So to me, if Diggs goes off like I expect him to, you're going to be dead because you're going to be in the top 25%, and I just don't see how you get there if you miss on one of these big uh, wide receivers, we're going to get to another one in this next matchup between the Raiders uh, going to Tennessee to play the Titans. I, I look at this, this Titans team is struggling mightily. This Raiders defense sucks. So you think the Titans should score some points, but the thing is teams have been loading up the box against Derrick Henry so Derrick Henry hasn't been getting it from a yardage standpoint. Tennessee's going to be chucking. Uh, you know, normally I would want to play uh, a guy like Traylon Burks, but, uh, you know, Burks is 5900 Like, the pricing on the Tennessee receivers is really expensive. So to me, this is one of those games where I just kind of hope that Tennessee, numbers-wise, for their salary, doesn't really get there to burn me. But I do want to have exposure to Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is 8400 Again, less expensive than Justin Jefferson, less expensive than Cooper Cup, 8400 on DraftKings, 8700 on FanDuel. Uh, Devontae Adams is due for a bounce-back spot after uh, the dud last week. You know, Derek Carr is facing a ton of questions as to what is he bringing to the table. Uh, not a whole lot at the moment. So I got to think that he and uh, Devontae Adams have been talking things over and going to work on tweaking a few things just to kind of get this team back on track because realistically, they desperately need a win here, as do the Titans. So I look at it as this is a case of whoever loses this match is likely already eliminated from playoff contention. That's how that's how bad of a start these two teams have got off. You go 0-3, it is such a hole to climb. And it's easier for the Titans to do it, given their division. The Raiders go 0-3, and at AFC West, you might as well write off the season because of the killers you got to go up against in that division. It's just not uh, a spot where the Raiders can lose this game. So I expect the best version of the Raiders 
where they're rushing the passer, uh, try to plug holes against Derrick Henry, and play smart football. Again, it's Raiders, so as smart as the Raiders can play football, okay? It's not smart football, but smarter than usually what you get out of the Raiders. Usually. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on. All right, so moving on, the next game, Cincinnati traveling to the Jets. Cincinnati's going to win this game. Just point blank. I keep hearing it from Jets fans talking about Joe Flacco, how well Joe Flacco's playing. Joe Flacco, okay, the Browns effed up last week. The Browns were in a 99.9% position to win the game last week. 99.9. 99. (laughs) You've got over (laughs) 3,200 games. In that situation, since the last time a team blew a lead that large. And again, it was the Browns. It was the Browns who blew a lead that large. Crazy part is I watched that game, the Browns lost. It is it, beyond crazy. But needless to say, the Browns found a way to lose that game. The Bengals somehow managed to lose to the Cowboys. By not running screenplays, by not using play action, the the Bengals called one of the worst games possible when you're going up against the Cowboys. With that being said, everything that the Jets want to do plays into what the Bengals are good at, which is plays down the field and just getting the ball out of the hands. So while the Jets technically should be able to get pressure on uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow should be able to hit Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And the Jets have been giving up big plays in the passing game. I expect a good game from Joe Burrow passing-wise. People are going to be expecting uh, there to be a ton of... uh, Rushing yards uh, for Joe Mixon, it's possible. I'm not. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not exactly banking on that either. So, from my perspective, I want the uh, Bengals passing game. I'm going to be focused on the Bengals. The Bengals minus uh, four and a half, minus five and a half, whichever number it ends up, you guys land on. I am playing it. I I don't see the Jets. You know, a good first half, yes. They will play hard. The Jets play hard. But this is not a good matchup for the Jets. Point blank. This is not a good matchup. I will just say it outright. Even though the Bengals screwed it up from a play-calling standpoint last week against the Cowboys, it's just not a good matchup for them. Next up, we're going to move on quickly. It is Bears hosting the Texans. Bears, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Texans. Lovey Smith coming back to play his old team. Holy crap, this game sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so the Bears' rush defense was so abysmal against the Packers that Damian Pierce is going to be one of my most popular plays uh, in DFS. Uh, DraftKings, he is 5K. FanDuel, he is uh, uh, just over 6,000. I am just jamming uh, Damian Pierce in lineups and 
we will go we will live with the consequences i, I you know and david montgomery as well should be a just a, a, a massive play overall it, it just to me there there's just no reason not to be playing the running backs in this game there's just nothing else going on here uh even brandon cooks i'm not sure i want to be playing brandon cooks because i don't think the bears are ever going to get out to a big lead on this uh, against the texans and the texans i don't think they want davis mills throwing that much against the Bears secondary either so to me this is running backs and probably move off of everyone else in this game i i just don't see it uh, but yeah, I, I would p- take a pass on betting this game, but if you're going to take someone out, right, you know, I guess you can take the bears at home. I don't feel great about it. I think the Texans could win this game quite easily to be perfectly honest with you. So th- that's kind of where I stand. It, it's just, uh, it's, it's, an, an, it, and again, this is w- one of those where you kind of look at the game and say, man, I don't like anyone in this game. So we're going to move on. Kansas City traveling to Indianapolis. Everyone expects the Chiefs to smash the Colts. I'm going to say this as the public service announcement. Okay, you guys ready for the public service announcement? Matt Ryan is washed. Washed. And yet still the Colts are going to find a way to compete in this game. Matt Ryan absolutely is washed you know i wasn't completely sure about it because atlanta has been so bad for so long but watching matt ryan this these first two weeks with the colts yeah he's even worse than when philip rivers was on the colts matt ryan is completely washed completely washed the colts have no shot at making us a deep playoff run this year in my opinion because matt ryan has no ceiling it's like you could replace him with pretty much, honestly, even Daniel Jones. Like that's how bad. Like that's how bad the cut. Like because I break Daniel Jones like right in the middle of the pack of NFL QBs by and large, where nothing will ever improve by and large. You, I could just put Matt Ryan to say, "Bo," except he's at the end of his career. They brought him in to get him over the hump. There is no getting over the hump with Matt Ryan. Like that, the gas on that engine is stalling hard. So it, there's just, there's just not a lot there. It's like, so I know people expect the Chiefs to smash and they're six and a half point favorites, but the Colts defense is going to give the Chiefs some trouble. And I, you know, I still haven't seen the Chiefs be able to take the lid off of a team yet where. They have the speed, so like they're not playing Sky Moore uh, in, in a lot of snaps. They're using him on special teams. Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't have the speed. Travis Kelsey doesn't have the, 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 the giddy-up either to, to completely blow past guys either. The, the Chiefs don't have the speed without Tyreek Hill because McCall Hardman doesn't round routes nearly well enough to be that guy. So unless the Colts completely blow coverage, which is possible. I mean, it's not out of the realm possibility. Like, the Colts can, can blow coverage to the NFL, but the Colts are usually pretty solid enough where I kind of see this just being a tough matchup for the Chiefs to pull away from. And so I see the Chiefs winning this game, but it's like I see this as like a 17-13 type of game where people are expecting this to 
the Chiefs are going to be scoring in the high 20s, and I don't see it. I take I take the under here because, frankly, I, I don't see the Chiefs scoring a ton of points, and that's what has me concerned with people having this game as a 51-point total. I don't like Michael Pittman in this game. I don't like uh, the Chiefs' offensive weapons in this game. Everyone's priced too high for my liking. Well, I have some teams in a hedge, possibly, but in terms of any serious dollar allocation, absolutely not. Like, I'm not trusting the pieces in this game. Like, I think this is a terrible game from a fantasy standpoint. I'm just being honest. I I don't see it. I'm not seeing this game. Speaking of games I don't want to see, uh, New Orleans traveling to Carolina. Holy crap, there are some bad games today. Oh, Baker Mayfield hosting Jameis Winston and his bad back. Alvin Kamara banged up but going to play today. We don't know if Taysom Hill's going to play. So no trick plays. You got Jameis Winston with a bad back that's being favored, and uh, I still think that <laughs> the, the Saints might win this game. That's how bad I think the Panthers are with Baker Mayfield. Baker is screwing up so many things about the Panthers' offense that he's making Christian McCaffrey look like an average NFL running back. Baker Mayfield is holding back the Panthers' offense. And everyone thought, oh, it can't get much worse than Sam Darnold. Apparently it can, because Baker Mayfield is actually putting up worse numbers than Sam Darnold. Uh, There's a real chance that Baker Mayfield throws for under 200 yards today against the Saints defense. And he's going to be under 200 yards every single game (laughs) to start this year. And this is the worst matchup he's had from a passing game standpoint. I don't know about you, but like there's some serious concerns with the Panthers that you may have to go back to Sam Darnold <laughs> at some point this year because of how bad Baker Mayfield's been. At least Sam Darnold, from time to time, can't make Robbie Anderson a useful NFL player. I don't see anything in Baker that indicates he's going to be able to turn this thing around, which is a problem. I don't want any piece of this game outside of the playing the defenses. The Carolina's 2,600. The Saints are uh, 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 3,400. Like, the defenses are worthwhile playing in fantasy. Everyone else, throw them in the garbage. This is, uh, like, I know it's Christian McCaffrey, but no, this is not Christian McCaffrey because it's Christian McCaffrey dealing with the anchor that is Baker Mayfield right now. And until Baker figures out that he needs to run the actual offense and not make it about him, man, he's just going to run these teams into the ground trying to be a, a playmaking quarterback, which he is not. So that's all there is to say about that. Uh, so in terms of the last uh, 1 o'clock game I want to talk about, we've got Detroit, Minnesota. All right. Kirk Cousins, you were absolutely terrible Monday night, but it is 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. So, you know what that means. Yes, we've got the Kirk Cousins 
one o'clock meme going. So, gotta hope, really hope that Kirk locks in for one o'clock and gets Justin Jefferson the ball as much as humanly possible. That's all this comes down to. Can Justin Jefferson get the ball? And can Amon Ross St. Brown get the ball? Because these are two bad secondaries, and you've got two elite wide receivers. We've got, I mean, Jared Goff. Woo! If the Lions actually had an average NFL QB, the Lions could actually make the playoffs this year. But they have Jared Goff. On the flip side, you got Minnesota. That is basically confined to maybe they might make the wild card, or maybe they'll just win seven games. That is Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk, like, there just seems to be no upside to Kirk anymore. And, you know, he is just stuck in this mode where he can only play at a certain window. So, it's a one o'clock game. I expect Kirk Cousins to play well. But, if he doesn't play well, then we're going to get into the situation of, well, what do the Vikings do with Kirk Cousins? Because you've got Justin Jefferson. If they double-team Justin Jefferson, he should be able to find Adam Thielen and uh, and Irv Smith. So he should have weapons to punish the Lions. I expect this game to score because you got two defenses that shouldn't be able to hold teams down. This is the 51 uh, total game that I want all the exposure to. I don't get the Chiefs line at all. I'm going to be all over uh, this game. And I think it's the one that actually makes sense. So to me, this is where we, we got to focus our efforts because from a competitive standpoint, uh, all the focus needs to be on this game and the Bills Miami game in the early window, at least because there's just too much opportunity. So between I'm on Rod St. Brown you got DeAndre Swift uh, potentially stealing uh, catches out of the backfield. You got TJ Hawkinson. You got jo- uh, Josh Reynolds as your pivot off of Amon Ross St. Brown, but I don't recommend pivoting off of Amon Ross St. Brown. It's just there. And they also have DJ, DJ Shark, but I, I would say Reynolds would be a better pivot than DJ Shark in terms of what they're looking to do because Josh Reynolds, they at least use for deep passing routes. DJ Shark is used more as a third down back. But, yeah, it, it's pretty straightforward. I, I just think you concentrate on these two early games. And then we're going to get into the 4 o'clock window after the break here. So going to take a quick break, and we'll we'll talk about the 4 o'clock window. But I already alluded to my thoughts on Jacksonville uh, and uh, San Diego. So, I mean, uh, see, I, see it said, I said San Diego. I'm thinking of the Chargers in San Diego. Anyway, let me get out of here. Uh, quick break after this, folks, so uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Bills. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, so we are back. Four o'clock window. We are starting off with Jacksonville traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. I already talked about this at the top of the show. Justin Herbert is hurt. He may not play today. If he doesn't play today, it's Chase Daniel. The Jags should win that if Chase Daniel starts. If Justin Herbert starts, the Chargers could still lose this game. Like Justin Herbert is hurt. He took bad shots to the ribs. Like clean shots to the ribs. They know they know there's cartilage damage. That means his ribs are jacked up. And they're gonna be jacked up for a couple of weeks easily. So 10 days was not enough time, which is why it was still mind-numbingly stupid that Brandon Staley threw him back out there against the Chiefs, knowing full well he was hurt. Down 10 with under two minutes left. I I can't get over how mind-numbingly stupid that was. So you hurt your quarterback even further than he was already hurt. Now he's questionably even play this game. You should beat Jacksonville. This line was seven and a half. It dropped to three and a half because everyone knows how badly hurt uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, I mean, uh, Justin Herbert is. If you have picks pools, you should be on Jacksonville. Just go on Jacksonville. This is the easiest bet you're going to get. If your line is still at the seven and a half, go to the Jacksonville side because we could say all we want about, you know, Justin Herbert, if he plays, it's it's a it's a game changer because uh, the Jags are bad. Yes, the Jags are bad, but guess what? This Chargers offense kind of needs Justin Herbert to run it properly. And if he can't actually extend any plays and he can't move, uh, Keenan uh, Keenan Allen's still dealing with a hamstring injury. Mike Williams has been MIA. No one knows what the bleep is going on with Mike Williams. It's like no one knows what's going on with Mike Williams in that offense. We haven't seen it, and do I need to remind you? Justin Herbert's hurt. Like, this is a terrible, terrible idea. Austin Eckler's not running the ball for whatever reason. They're trying to manage his reps as if they're making the playoffs automatically. You guys missed the playoffs because of jacking around last year. I'm seeing the same story play out. They should have been deep in the playoffs with the roster they have. There is no way the Chargers should be losing games. And yet still, they might lose this game because their coach is a jackass who got their star quarterback injured in a game they were going to lose most likely by an 85% margin to try to chase that 15% when he was already hurt with rib injury. And he took another bad shot to the ribs to the point where he may miss a game that they should have won easily. When healthy. So what do you want me to say? 
I want to play James Robinson, and I want to play the Jags defense. The Jags defense is 2,300. James Robinson is 6,100. James Robinson is out-snapping at Travis Etienne. So as much as people like Travis Etienne, James Robinson is the number one back on that team. James Robinson is going to get 25 touches uh, this game. If the Jags are up, then uh, and the way I think they might be, Travis Etienne uh, becomes viable. If it becomes a back-and-forth game, it's still probably going to be 70-30 James Robinson. If the Jags get up and get up because it's Chase Daniel and they're winning by two scores, then we got a situation where it's Travis Etienne getting getting carries, and I could pivot my lineups. But if it gets to a situation where we still don't have news that it's going to be uh, uh, Chase Daniel starting in lieu of uh, Justin Herbert, then I'm just going to keep my shares of James Robinson locked in. And that's the way I'm just going to treat it. If if Herbert plays, it's a closer game. And the Chargers could still win. But they are not covering 7.5. It's going to be a close game, even if Justin Herbert plays, because of how badly he's hurt. Like I don't care what anyone says. If he is still a game-time decision 10 days later after jacking up his ribs, guess what? His ribs are still jacked up, and they're just doping him up on pain meds, which is not the best thing when you actually need to be able to do touch passes from the quarterback position and exerting uh, strength from your core with bad ribs. It's, this, is, this is nonsense. Anyway, uh, other plays you could go from... Uh, the Chargers, I'm avoiding. Uh, like, it's like, if you guys do, can't tell from how disgusted I sound with uh, with how the Chargers are run, it, that's just the long and short of it. Like, the Chargers, I don't expect them to do anything offensively, even with Justin Herbert, because of how they screwed this up. So, I'm just on the Jacksonville side, and I can play Christian Kirk 6,200. I told you about my how I, I view the running back situation. You know, outside of that, probably not going to Evan Ingram, although he is 3,700. You could punt down there, but I think there are better tight end options, uh, obviously, where you can go with Irv Smith instead at 3,100 or just pay up a little bit more to get uh, Dallas Goddard at uh, 4,200. So to me, it's not worth it uh, trying to uh, deviate. But, you know, from my standpoint, this is uh, pretty pretty standard where we're going to get – we're going to get uh, – uh, you know, a close game. I th- th- There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Brandon Staley locked in a loss against the Chiefs, s- still opted to play Herbert while he was hurt, knowing, knowing that they were basically locked into a loss and have now jeopardized a game that should have been an easy win. The guy's a moron. I, like, I, I cannot stress that enough, how much Brandon Staley pisses me off as an NFL head coach. And the, and the people who keep defending him, I just think you're clueless. And like, you can talk about him knowing analytics all you want. Like, the dude is a moron. Anyway, you know, you, you, the, the, the uh, book sense still won't replace common sense. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. Don't know what else to say. It's just utterly disgusting. <laughs> like, I can't. This Charger situation just absolutely tilts me. Uh, next up, a game that I really don't want to have exposure to, Seattle uh, hosting Atlanta. Seattle, one and a half point favorites over Atlanta. Whew. Uh, I would pass on this game. The truth be told, 
will the Falcons can the Falcons win? Yeah. Do I like the Falcons? No. Marcus Mariota's really cheap though on DraftKings. He's fifty five hundred. Do I like any of the pieces on the Chargers? Not really. Do I like any pieces on the Seahawks? Not really. Should we let Geno cook? Hell no. <laughs> like, like from a fantasy perspective, this is an afternoon only type game. If you're playing the afternoon only slate on DraftKings, which I'm not covering, then you can play Seattle because it's a four game slate. Or for for the twelve games we got today, hell no. We 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 are moving on from this game. Uh, and no, we are not betting this one. So that gives us uh, Green Bay traveling to Tampa to play uh, uh, the Buccaneers. I think the Bucks win this game. Mike, Mike, Mike Evans is suspended because of the fight with Marshawn Lattimore. And what did I say last week about why I don't like playing the, the Bucks and the Saints with Mike Evans? Something like some weird stuff always goes down between the Saints and Mike Evans. I talked about this last week. Like I'm ranting, but it's it it just tilts me because like I knew this would ah, uh, and of course I still have exposure to Mike Evans in season long, so I I don't have Mike Evans today. I am just so pissed. Oh, I'm gonna oh, I'm just pissy about it, and it's just like it was such a stupid suspension too because it's Tom Brady got. Tom Brady started to fight. Mike Evans has to defend Tom Brady. And he's even explained to the ref, it's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? He literally says that to the ref as the ref's ejecting him from the game. It's like, what do you want me to do? Which is the truth. What do you want him to do? If Tom Brady's starting to fight with 300-pound defenders, of course Mike Evans got to get in there and, and, and get him some. Of course he did it against Marshawn Lattimore, which is what got him suspended because everyone knows that he and Marshawn Lattimore, literally, if they didn't have other people around them, probably would actually throw punches at each other in the middle of a game. And <laughs> Evans was the one who actually said Lattimore got emotional last week. Uh, you got you to gotta love the delusion of NFL players. Lattimore's the one who got em- emotional. Like, you both were trying to throw, swing on each other. You mean Lattimore was the one who got emotional? <laughs> you both swung on each other. Oh, my goodness. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I don't like this game. I really don't like this game because I think with all the people out, uh, you got Cole Beasley getting elevated to the active squad for Tampa. So Cole Beasley is 3,700 on DraftKings. Like Tom Brady is just going to keep trying to pepper receivers with short passes, which technically works on DraftKings. Absolute disaster on FanDuel because you're going to need someone to score a touchdown. And that's it. Like someone's going to be, someone has to score point, uh, points for Tampa. And I think this is going to be one of those games where the, the total is going to be under 40. And like this game, like was scheduled for 42. Like, I don't see how this game hits a 42 total. I think this game probably plays out in the low thirties. I don't see how this game hits 42. I don't see it. Unless someone, unless someone like has a defensive touchdown, I don't see how this game hits forty-two. Like this is again one of those lines that don't make sense. Tampa's good against the run. The Packers want to run the ball, even if the Packers are dumping off the ball to AJ Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. This is a problem. I don't want to even play Alan Lazard because Alan Lazard is not the guy to get over the top. 
on receptions. Like he's more of the intermediary. This is actually where uh, uh, the Bucks defense plays well. You know, this is like the Packers offense. I think struggles against. Uh, I really think the Packers struggle mightily against uh, Tampa. I, you know, I, I I don't want exposure to this game. This is just not a good matchup. So what do, what do you want me to say about this game? I think this game's gonna suck. <laughs> like it's just, I think it's gonna suck for a viewership standpoint. I know it's Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers, but I think this game's going to suck. It's going to be nationally televised, too. I think the game's going to suck anyway. That's all I got. This is nothing else to say. Yeah, I think this game is going to be bad. I think it's going to be a bad game to watch. Moving on to another bad game to watch. The Rams travel in Arizona. I'm going to say this point blank. This might be the game that gets Cliff Kingsbury fired. This Rams defense should Pound Arizona. The pass rush should be chasing down Kyler Murray all game long. Kyler Murray's going to be running for his life, trying to throw, and as long as the Rams don't screw up on offense, they should win this by at least 10 to 14 points. This line somehow is only three and a half. I don't know how it's only three and a half because Arizona's going to get the absolute, you know what, kicked out of them. This is like, Easy money. Free money. Bet the Rams. Bet the Rams. I know they're on the road. Bet the Rams. This is a terrible matchup for the Cardinals. Bet the Rams. 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 Do I like it from a DFS perspective? Not entirely, because I think when the Rams get up, they're just going to run it with uh, between Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson. But I, the Cardinals side of things, who are they going to throw to? Zach Ertz can't run past anyone anymore. Can't run past anyone. Hollywood Brown, yeah, could he beat, if the Rams were dumb enough to put Jalen Ramsey on a one-on-one, could he beat Jalen Ramsey? Yes. Can Hollywood Brown catch the ball consistently enough to punish the Rams? Hell no. We've seen Hollywood Brown's hands in Baltimore. This is not a good matchup for the Cardinals. They got Hollywood Brown for this matchup. I don't think it matters. I think they're going to get enough pressure on the Cardinals that even if Hollywood Brown gets open, Kyler's going to be scrambling too much to actually hit anyone. So, to me, this is a moot point. I think the Rams, all day, all day on this one. This is this one is an easy one. Rams, this is the easy, safest pick of the week for me. Rams, three and, minus three and a half. Yeah, sometimes some of these picks have not worked out when I say it's the easy pick of the week. Listen, if Kyler wins this one, I will be out quite a bit. <laughs> like, I don't think I will be, though. <laughs> like, this is just... Straight up, it's like I may just parlay this one with Jacksonville. If I get, if I get the news that I'm looking for that Justin Herbert's out and it's Chase Daniel, I may just parlay Jags money line with the Rams uh, uh, minus three and a half and call it a day. We'll, Got to wait for the Herbert news uh, to see if it's going to be Herbert or Chase Daniel. But man, you know, I'm just going to be using the Rams in parlays. It's just. Uh, the line, the line needed to be wider, and it's not. It, it's just people actually think Arizona has a chance to win this game. I just don't see it. I don't see it uh, unless Stafford gets hurt. I don't see how the uh, the Cardinals win this game. Just, just being honest. So uh, we'll do another show later uh, later in the day for Sunday Night Football. Denver 
hosting San Fran. Uh, weird game because it's Jimmy G versus Russ. Uh, so you got the old uh, 49ers offense, but we still don't know if George Kittle's going to be able to play or not. Uh, like, this is bizarre. We still don't know what is the deal with George Kittle. Maybe George Kittle plays, maybe he doesn't, but this makes it a very awkward game because the 49ers are good rush defense. The Denver offense is a cluster. You know what? Because of the... Nathaniel Hackett looks to be the worst coaching hire since Joe Judge. And, I mean, even even Joe Judge at the end is looking better than what Nathaniel Hackett has shown the first couple of weeks. So this should be interesting with the Broncos. But we'll we'll do a separate showdown show on that once we get some more news. So uh, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to get on out of here. Best of luck, everyone, today with the matchups. Bet the Rams, and uh, we'll go from there. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.